how many real opportunities and conversations are you having in the DMs, but even better on the phone or Zoom, where you get to know somebody, share with them what you do, how you can serve them, how you can help them and make them an offer into the front end part of the program or the back end part of the program, depending on where you're doing the call along that process. And then finally, what are you doing to follow up with people to nurture them and work those leads long term and give that time and that patience for them to turn into a uh, person who's ready to invest and work with you eventually, but you're able to leverage the follow up one to many. Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor. I'm super pumped and excited for this episode. I've been thinking about this one for a little while and I want to talk to you about knowing your numbers in your business because sometimes I will come across different individuals inside of our business online and they seem to like not quite understand how business works and what is required for their business to be successful. Because if you're just spinning your wheels, right, or just posting content or this kind of stuff randomly, people think they're doing the right thing, right? They think that they're getting results in their business. They think that eventually it's just going to work if they just keep doing it over and over and over again. And while that may be true to a certain extent, at the end of the day, business does come down to numbers. And there are different ways to track your numbers depending on which type of income producing activities you are prioritizing based on your level of skill, your level of experience, your strengths, and your preferences with your personality and the things that you feel more comfortable with doing Etc. So let's let's dive into that on today's episode. So one of the things that we need to look at is when we're thinking about traffic, we need traffic to have opportunities to essentially sell people what we are helping them solve with our products and services, right? And so there are different ways of generating traffic, or in other words, it might be easier for you to understand. Traffic could also be described as leads. Now, the definition of a lead is actually someone that you are able to contact. So they could be somebody in your phone. It could be a social media friend or follower that you're able to DM and message as well. And it could also be an email list, which is a really powerful source of a digital asset that you should be definitely focusing on building and uh, growing over time so you can communicate with large numbers of people with a lot of leverage because you can write one email and blast it to hundreds or eventually you know thousands or tens of thousands of, of people over time to share with them what you're up to to market to them to invite them to a presentation a webinar a live event whatever it might be but one of the things that i've noticed with this allure of social media is who exactly are you speaking to and who's listening, right? Because we might go through the motions of creating a piece of content, whether it's stories that disappear after 24 hours, it might be a live stream, it might be a video, it might be a caption, a photo, so on and so on and so on. 
But the reality of the situation is that most people are talking to themselves and they don't even realize that's what's happening. Like if you do a live stream and nobody watches it, nobody interacts with it, nobody messages you or reaches out to you about what you were talking about in your live stream, you're literally wasting your time. On one hand, it's good to be doing that for the sake of practicing, for the sake of developing the skill of being on camera, getting comfortable on camera, being comfortable doing a live stream, etc. So on that hand, it is important, but you have to make sure that you're not confusing that energy that you're putting towards your business as actually growing your business versus being aware that what you're doing is practicing and growing your skill set, which is different than actually growing the business because without traffic and qualified leads, you'll never make a sale, you'll never make a profit, you'll never actually truly have a business that can support your lifestyle, etc. So I think that when I look back on my journey, I recognize that because I came from a background of first learning and developing a lot of my sales abilities, my communication skills, and so on in the door-to-door industry prior to starting my online business, which if you're new to the podcast, you may have not heard some of the backstory of what I've done in the past and what has led me up to this season I'm in currently. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's awesome to have you here. Go back to the beginning and listen from episode one and catch up and go on a bit of a uh, watching spree or a listening spree. By the way, the show is also on YouTube if you prefer to watch me with, with video. And it's also on all the major podcast platforms. But anyways, back to the point is that when I first started with Door to Door, we were given a list of addresses on a piece of paper. And we normally would have about 100 addresses per day that we were responsible for knocking on these people's doors. Now, because the definition of a lead is the ability to contact them, there was uh, two sides to what we did. The first side of it was knocking on their door. That was our way of contacting them initially. Knock, knock, they would open the door and we'd have an opportunity to say hello, to build rapport, to make an introduction and potentially either do a presentation right there in the moment or get their contact information, name, phone number, email, which then turned them into a lead that we were able to follow up with. And we would not just knock this list one time. We would be mining for sales, mining for deals. And what that means is that very few people purchase anything these days on the very first contact. So if you're Uh, expecting for you to have a post or a video or a series of stories talking about your product, your service, your opportunity, et cetera, and expecting people to jump up and down and buy it the very first time they hear about it, you're in for a rude awakening because people need many, many, many instances to like get introduced to it, get familiar with it, look into it, sleep on it, think about it, forget it, come back to it get reminded about it, so on and so on and so on. And because of social media and how we are bombarded with advertisements, we are bombarded with other people's content and agendas so much these days, we have become desensitized to even the things that we know we need. So we put things in the same sort of category initially as uh, it's, it's a blanket no. You're not getting my money. I'm not buying this thing. I don't need this thing. 
and you're almost going into the world of social media with this guard up of like, no matter what, I'm not buying anything. You know what I mean? And sometimes good products that we actually could utilize or a service or an opportunity that we really do need falls into the same bucket initially, which means we need to follow up. Now, when I did door to door, it was the same thing. We would knock on someone's door. We would surprise them. They would be busy. They'd have other things that they were doing. And so we wanted to get their contact information and come back at a better time, follow up, come the next day, maybe the end of the week, maybe the weekend, whatever, whatever worked. So we would have to actually treat this list of addresses like a, um, an opportunity for us to mine those leads, to work those leads, to go back, to follow up, to ask for referrals. One of my strategies that was very effective actually is when I made a sale on a new street or a new neighborhood, I would ask that person to introduce me to their neighbors where I would ask them, you know, on your street, who's the guy that everybody knows? Who's the guy that everybody respects? And I would play into that keeping up with the Joneses effect where I knew that if like, let's say Mike was the guy that all the other guys on the, on the street looked up to, maybe he had the coolest car or maybe had the, the biggest house or whatever, right? Hottest wife, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. In my mind, I'm like, man, if I can get Mike to sign up to my product and service that I'm selling, I can leverage that to the rest of the houses on the street by saying, oh yeah, Mike up the road, he just signed up with me and I gave him this epic deal. I gave him all the sports channels and hooked him up with the fastest internet. And then these people would go, oh, oh, Mike did it? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, come on and let me hear what you're talking about. So I leveraged the influence of the relationship on the street because I was the new guy, right? They didn't really know me, but everybody knew Mike. So these are the types of things that I would do to try to get in with that particular neighborhood or that street to find these things out. And this exists in every type of marketing and sales. You could do this online. You could do it with influencers, connections, friends, neighborhoods, in person, online, etc. So the point is we have to work the leads, right? And so when we're building our business online, this is very similar to how you need to approach things is who are you speaking to? Because for me, if I had a list of a hundred addresses knocking doors, and I just kept going back the same street, okay? So every week on Monday, I would start on the exact same street with the exact same 100 addresses, even though I did my best already last week and people told me yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. So it's like I ended up getting the initial answers of what those people wanted, whether they were a yes or a no. But then like the following week, I go back and I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's try it again. Let's try to turn all those no's from last week into yeses this week. And then the week after that, I'm like, all right, I maybe got one or two more yeses. Let's go back and work it again. Eventually, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that those people continue to open their door and welcome me in with a big hug and, hey, it's nice to see you again. You've been here six weeks in a row. We've told you no the last six weeks, but you're back again, come on in, here's a big hug. Or are they gonna start looking out the window and being like eye rolling you and then like not opening the door, um, maybe calling the cops, hey, this guy's loitering, you know, he's harassing us, he's back again, we've told him no so many times. So what ends up happening, the reason why I'm, I'm sharing this is because if you have a social media following and it doesn't necessarily matter how big your following is, the point is, is are there any people coming and going on your followers list? Are you actually having new people seeing what you're talking about? Or is it 
constantly being shown to the same people. Now, these days, the algorithm is very, very advanced. And so your content only gets shown to people that interact with your content. So if often what ends up happening in, in the online business, online opportunity space is it's an echo chamber. So basically you'll do a live stream or post something and the people who interact with it, who like it, who comment on it, who support you and cheer you on and so forth, they're not actually a real lead because they're already in the opportunity you're trying to sell. So it ends up feeling good, right? You get this hit of like, like dopamine where you're like, yeah, I'm so awesome. I'm crushing it because your team who's in your business is just commenting. Yeah, great job. Great job. Cheering you on, which is not a bad thing. I think that's important to a certain extent. But once again, do we have the wrong interpretation of what that represents in our business? Are we actually looking at it going, yeah, I'm done for the day. I've done such a great job because I did a live stream and I invited people to a webinar or I'm doing whatever I'm doing to try to grow my business. And I had 10 or 15 or 20 or 50 or hundred people from my community, all comments saying I'm awesome. And now I can put my laptop and phone away and be done for the day because I worked on my business. This is where a lot of people think they're, they're building their business and they're not because unless you are speaking to people who are qualified to purchase or invest or partner with you, one way or another, you did not make any progress growing your business that day. Now, as I mentioned earlier, that doesn't mean you didn't grow your skills. That didn't mean that you didn't grow your confidence. It didn't mean that you didn't get better at going live on video or going on front of a camera. It's not what I'm saying. Those two things are separate. And this is the important piece. This is kind of the lesson of this entire episode is do not confuse the action with productivity in your business. Do not confuse developing your skills and practicing and getting better with actually getting yourself opportunities to make money with qualified leads. They're not the same thing. Okay, so so there, you need to understand that once this is clear for you, hopefully this is already quite clear for you, then what you need to do is make a conscious choice of what skill when it comes to lead generation or generating eyeballs on your offer or generating traffic to your offer, do you want to master? Do you want to choose a way and say, I'm going to practice this way. I'm going to read the books. I'm going to watch the YouTube videos. I'm going to hire the mentor or coach who's really, really great at this particular way of generating leads, of generating traffic. And I'm going to master this one way to start, to begin with. And this one way has to give me an opportunity each and every single time that I work on my business to allow me to speak to someone who may be a qualified person and give me an opportunity to uh, grow my business. So back to the door to door, when I learned how to work this list of leads and generate sales and continue to follow up and so forth, when I started this business, I knew that every 24 hours, I had to give myself an opportunity to speak to somebody or on behalf of someone in my team, depending on the situation. So it was either my own personal lead, contact, friend, person in my network, stranger that I had just met somewhere, whatever, whatever. That would be like one category. These are my personal leads that I'm following up with, that I'm speaking to, that I'm building a relationship with. I'm trying to understand their problems. 
build that rapport, build the connection, and then make them an offer and say, look, based on everything you've shared with me, it sounds like what I do and what I help people with is a perfect fit. Are you open to hearing how I can serve you? And then you need to give them a very specific commitment that they're able to say yes to. As an example, if you have a 20 minute web class and that's all they need to do to learn everything they need to learn to make an educated decision and say yes, then what you're asking of them is not to hear about your opportunity, not to be open-minded about the opportunity, but you're specifically asking them, do you have 20 minutes to watch a presentation that's going to give you all the information on how I can help you so you can make an educated decision whether or not this is a good fit for you? Yes or no. So now the person has a much easier time basically committing to that because their mind is committing to the 20 minutes, not so much all the nuances of what's inside the 20 minutes because they don't know, right? They're, they're just discovering it for the first time. Now, if that isn't what is required of them, maybe they need to watch a 20, 30 minute video first, and then they need to say, okay, based on what I've seen so far, I like what I see. Now, maybe they pay 99 to get started in a platform to go through a discovery process. And that discovery process might be two or three hours. So once again, it's important to say to them upfront and say, look, do you have 20 minutes to watch this presentation? It's going to give you an introduction to what I do, how it all works. So you can decide whether or not you're willing to invest another three hours after that to get all of your questions answered. And by the end of that three hours, so three hours and 20 minutes total of your time, you will be able to go, yes, 100%, this is for me. Or you know what, based on what I've seen here, this isn't really a good fit for what I'm looking for. And it's perfectly fine either way. Okay, so because you're asking people for this opportunity for them to check things out, this would be qualified as a opportunity for you to make a sale or at least generate a qualified lead. So when we look at our businesses and we're talking about knowing your numbers, you need to be able to track this and make a daily commitment of how many no's you're going to get. And the reason why I like to focus on no's, not yeses, is because if, if you focus on a yes and you receive a no, which is part of the game, it's part of the business, it can feel like a downer. And you're not excited about that. You're disappointed, discouraged, rejected, some kind of negative emotion. You're like, oh man, you know, I thought they were gonna be a yes, uh, this sucks. And then often what happens is when you receive a no, you are then actually waiting a really long time before you're ready to make that next opportunity to make a sale to someone else, all right? So that that distance or that time between you making sales is, is you're losing money, okay? So what I did in the beginning is I was like, I wanna go and get 10 no's a day. I didn't care if they didn't like me. I didn't care if they had an opinion about me. I didn't care if they were gonna judge me. And none of that stuff mattered to me. All that mattered to me was that I was gonna do my very best to present it in a neutral way where they were the ones able to say yes or no, I'm open, I'm interested, I would like to check it out, great. And then all I wanted, all I expected was them to say yes, it's for me, no thank you, it's not for me. That was it. And I was looking for 10 opportunities for people to say no because I knew that if I track those numbers 10 per day, 20 per day, 
I was able to actually see how many no's does it require for me to receive a yes. And so then I knew how many yeses I wanted to get in a day, in a week, in a month. And so I reverse engineered the numbers to focus on, I'm going to go get a hundred no's a week. And then I knew that if I got a hundred no's per week, I would get five, 10, 15 yeses. Does this make sense for you? So that was the, the formula for knowing your numbers. But if you're not running ads, paid traffic, then everything else that you do regarding lead gen and opportunities to talk to requires your time. And so you have one of two choices to make in, in any business. You're either doing it organically and you are putting a lot of your time towards lead gen, follow-up, messaging people, DMing people, going to events, generating leads, all this kind of thing. And so that is a way that does work, but all of your time is going towards that because these individuals who think this is a good way to do it are usually the ones who think like, I can't afford it. I don't have money for ads. You know, the budget is tight, but they value saving money more than they value saving their time. This is very common. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, in my opinion, not the best solution long-term. It's great initially when you got a lot going on, you're strapped financially, maybe you're in debt, you're a little bit worried about finances and stuff, or maybe a lot worried. And then I understand that that's the best way for someone to like get some traction. But I believe that the ultimate goal needs to be focused around how can I have a predictable business where I spend money on ads and I know that I generate a specific number of leads every single day. And once I generate those leads, I'm actually able to manage and track that so I can say, okay, if I'm running an ad to a cold audience who does not know me, it requires me to have a hundred emails in my opt-in page or a hundred applications on my type form or just a hundred leads that I'm generating for me to get a front end sale. Out of every person who buys my front end sale, the 99, for example, then every three people who pays me 99 invests in my back end high ticket product and offer. So then you know that it takes you 300 leads from paid ads to generate you one back end high end sale. So then you can do the math and go, okay, I'm generating right now um, $3 leads. Okay. So it's like $3 leads and I need 300 of them to get a back end sale. So that's $900 in ads to get a back end sale. Now, because you're in high ticket, the chances are you're going to make a thousand or more dollars on that high ticket sale. Plus you also made $300 in front end commissions, which is about a hundred dollars in personal commissions. So you're still profitable, even though it is quite close to you breaking even. But the nice part about this is that those leads that you now generated go onto your email list. So you've generated 300 leads that you're able to follow up with, nurture, uh, share more about your story, share more testimonials, share more information about the products over time. And many of those people that are on that 300 leads that you generated will eventually buy from you in a longer time horizon, three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years, they'll eventually buy, which then actually brings your cost per acquisition, your profitability, it increases that profitability. 
because you you generated the lead a long time ago, you paid for that lead a long time ago, and then following up with them is technically um, free. You're not paying $3 every time you are emailing them something, right? That part of it is free on the tail end of that relationship. So all I'm getting at is that when you, when I ask you, how many people do you need to speak to for someone to say yes and get started in your business? Majority of people say, I don't know. And the reason they don't know is because they're not tracking it. And by not tracking it, there's a lot of question marks in your mind. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, I'm not sure if I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm not sure if this is working for me because you're not focusing on numbers and data to give you reassurance that all you got to do is work the numbers to get the results. And if you work the numbers to get the results, there is no room for the emotional fear and the worry and anxiety and is this working, is it not working? Because it's irrelevant. It's just data and numbers and you run the play, you run the play, you keep showing up, you run the play. And so in my opinion, there's a few different aspects of this that's so, so important. The first one is who are you actually speaking to? Because if you're speaking to the same followers, you're not running paid ads and only your existing community or wider community is engaging with your content and cheering you on and commenting for you, you won't make money, right? So this, you need to have some self-awareness around this and be like, who's seeing my stuff? Is anybody seeing it? Because if, if no one's seeing it, you might as well be looking at yourself in the mirror in your bathroom by yourself, trying to pitch people to get started in your business. You're gonna get the exact same results because there is nobody there with money in their hand or credit card in their hand that's gonna buy from you. So that's a problem you need to fix. So how do you fix it? Well, real simple. You either start running paid ads one way or another. And even if you're running ads and you're not that great at speaking on camera, you're not that great at copywriting, or you're not that great at generating very high quality, ad campaigns yet because you're learning that skill, it's still better than talking to yourself in the bathroom looking in the mirror. You understand? So a lot of people go, well, I'm not comfortable with ads. I don't really know what's going on. I'm not sure what I'm doing. No, no, no. It's like anything is better than nothing. So at this point, what's important is that you don't over leverage yourself by spending money that you don't have that you need for your life, you know, your rent or mortgage or something like this and putting yourself in a really bad financial situation. So at that point, what's really smart for you to be doing is allocating a specific number of dollars, like $5, $10, $15, $20 per day that actually fits into your current income as your, as like a regular expense, like a cell phone bill or a heating bill or internet bill or something like this, and just sticking to it and just keep, keep practicing with that money and not looking at it as an expense, not looking at it as gambling, but looking at it as an investment where you're receiving data, you're receiving information, and you're actually one way or another getting new eyeballs on you, new eyeballs on your Instagram, new eyeballs on your Facebook, new eyeballs on your brand, new eyeballs on your offer, even if it's not converting into leads and sales, it's still better than talking to yourself in a closet when nobody, there's zero possibility of making sales. Whereas with a five, 10, $15 budget where you're kind of blasting it out into the internet, there's still that probability like, hey, you might catch somebody at the perfect time with the perfect message, the perfect video, and you get a sale, right? 
And meanwhile, because you have skin in the game, which is what I call it, like you have some money that you're investing into ads, you should probably be taking it more seriously because you do have skin in the game and nobody wants to just waste their money, which means that you're probably going to be more accountable with your time, your schedule, your calendar, where you're going to show up, ask yourself, what am I doing well? What can I improve upon? How can I test some new concepts, test some new ideas, watch some tutorials inside the community that you're in on ads, go back to the drawing board, be like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I could try this. Maybe I could try that. But it's crazy to me how many people overall out there are just posting on their social media organically without paying money, thinking that they're going to get leads. It's the same thing as me in the door-to-door -door days, knocking on the same doors, the same houses repeatedly over and over and over and over again, expecting people to all of a sudden change their minds. They won't. People have already decided. So a large percentage of your followers that have seen your content, seen your offer, seen your invitation to watch a live webinar or a live launch or some kind of business call to action, they've already decided, this isn't for me. I don't care. I don't want to do that. I like you as a person. I like it when you share about your kids. I like it when you share about your traveling, but that business that you're doing is not for me. So therefore you need to find a way to get new people to start to learn about what you do. And you can do that in person. You can go to meetup groups. You can go to events. You can even go to the mall and start talking to strangers. It doesn't really matter how you're doing it. It matters that you are doing something. You could be DMing people. You could be doing cold outreach. You could be doing different types of messaging, which isn't necessarily the most effective way to do it, but it's still better than you just posting, slapping shit against the wall on the internet and waiting for someone to buy from you. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I think that when you pay money to do any form of paid traffic and paid advertising, you're in a much better position to be sharing a message with someone that it applies to because you can choose your targeting. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom and you want to teach people about how to be more effective in raising your kids from home, not sending them to school, homeschooling, whatever, and then you run an ad to women only, not men, within an age that is appropriate for moms to have like younger children, for example, you can't be advertising to 60-year-olds talking about having a three-year-old toddler. Doesn't make sense. Very, very few, if any, 60-year-olds have three-year-old toddlers. You can also, it won't be very effective for you to advertise that to teenagers, like under the age of 21, because very few moms have three-year-old toddlers under the age of 21, which means that we know women in a specific age category are the most likely to see your stuff and it'd be highly relatable for them. Rather than going to the mall and then you see people from all walks of life, all genders, all ages, and you're trying to find women that you can go introduce yourself to. It's not the same best use of your time. Make sense? So that's why I think that every single person listening to this right now, if you don't have some form of ads running, some form of content that you're putting some money behind to share it with a larger potential size audience, you're really just talking to yourself and that's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really, really tough for you to grow your business. And that's the first thing. So how can you track the numbers of new followers, new eyeballs, new contacts, new relationships, new Facebook friends, new contacts in your phone, 
new emails on an email list, new followers on an account that not just follow your account, but you actually like they follow you today and you reach out to them and say, Hey, thanks for the follow. How are you? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? What made you follow my account? What's your biggest goal in, in your life right now? Engage them, start a conversation, not just look at it and go, great, I got six followers today. And then you don't contact them. You don't message them. You don't engage them because then they're not really a lead, right? They're just a follower and you don't really know why they're there and what they want and how you can help them. So that's the first thing. Track this and every single day, find a strategy that allows you to grow your network, grow your audience, grow your email list, grow your followers of new people that are more likely qualified to invest with you, partner with you, purchase something from you, than you know, beating the dead horse over and over and over again. I got a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm gonna keep trying to, you know, hit them up and hit them up and post and post. And sadly, the large majority of them don't even see your post because of the algorithm. So you think they might see it and it's a little bit misleading because you're like, I got a thousand followers. I'm gonna make this post and a thousand people are gonna see my post. That's not actually the reality. It's maybe three to 5% of your thousand followers who see that. So you're in a really tough situation if you don't have a more efficient way of generating eyeballs on your offer and building those relationships in a variety of different ways. So that's step number one of knowing your numbers is what's the reality of who you are able to reach with what you're doing. Make sure that's growing daily. Second part about this is actual interactions and conversations and phone calls, DM conversations. I think phone calls, getting people on a Zoom or on the phone is definitely the, the highest form of this. It's the best case scenario of this because DMs, you know, people can take things the wrong way. They're usually preoccupied. They're doing other things. They're driving, they're at work. They're having multiple DM conversations at the same time. But typically speaking, when you have someone on the phone or on a Zoom, you have their full attention, right? It is very much a one-to-one -one conversation. And maybe there's a little bit of distractions with kids or something if they're at home, or maybe there's a little bit of that, but a lot less than DMs. So if you have an interaction in somebody's DMs, the faster you can invite them to a call, a quick discovery call, let's hop on the phone, let's see if this is a good fit, the better. And if you're uncomfortable with that or you're afraid of that, the only way you're gonna get better is by actually doing it. So don't be scared to do it. Just understand that the more you do it, the better you get the more opportunities you have just become second nature to you with practice. Okay. So track this also, how many of these types of conversations are you having per day? And if you're not having any or very few, or you have some today and then not any for a few days, I'm telling you right now, it's not good enough. You're not going to hit the high ranks. You're not going to get the high income. You're not going to retire your family. You're not going to build legacy income because your level of action, your level of real opportunities isn't enough. You need to do more. You need to talk to more people. It needs to be a focus of yours. So that's the second group is how many actual conversations are you having daily? Track all of this. Put it in a spreadsheet. Put it in a CRM. Use a software. Use your community back office. Whatever you got to use, whatever's available to you, track it. And then the third piece, the final piece here is what are you doing to follow up with your existing leads? So if you are building an email list, what type of follow-up campaign do you have? How frequently are you emailing them? How frequently are you engaging with them or giving them opportunities to learn about your story, to make them an offer and inviting them to a web class, webinar, et cetera, et cetera. 
and then tracking those numbers also. And then when somebody makes a purchase from you, it's good for you to go back into your email list, search their name and be like, when did they subscribe to my email list? How long have they been receiving my follow-up nurture emails and stories and testimonials and invitations to webinars, et cetera. And what you'll find is sometimes people have been on your list for a year, two years, three years, and you're like, wow. And so every time they saw your email show up in their inbox, they had this reminder, this thought, oh yeah, that, that online business, I've been meaning to check it out. I've been meaning to look at it, but I've been busy. This has been going on, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden you happen to send an email at the right time. Maybe something's going on in their life. They're laid off, they're stressed, the holidays are coming up, whatever. And they happen to click it that day and watch it that day and engage that day and, and purchase and get started that day. But it's still really nice for you to look into it a little bit and be like, wow, I paid $3 for this lead three years ago. And now they purchased and I just made a few thousand dollars because it got started in one of our, you know, high-end packages. What? So that gives you a lot of confidence in terms of not wasting your time and being strategic and leveraging your follow-up long-term. So the point of this, I hope the lesson here that I really wanted to share with you guys is make sure that you're not building your business in this very delusional way where you're showing up, you think you're doing the right stuff, but you're avoiding doing the thing that actually counts, that actually matters, which is growing your audience, your eyeballs, overall top of funnel. Most people's problems in business is that not enough people know that you exist, period. There's not enough people who know you, like you, and trust you. And so you're beating a dead horse with this really, really, really small group of individuals that are your followers on your uh, account or your email list or your whatever. And, and you think that's enough. You think that somewhere in that group of people, someone's going to say yes, and they're going to be a next superstar in your organization. And the chances of that happening are slim to none. You know, one of the things I always remind people inside my mentorship program is that the people that you knew prior to starting your online business very rarely have anything to do with your actual long-term success inside of your business. Because you as a person, your value, who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, in your old life that you're trying to leave behind, those are the exact types of people that you attracted into that life. Make sense? So what happens is you start personal growth, personal development, reading books, leveling up, getting rid of bad habits and vices and becoming a better version of yourself, which then opens the door for you to meet new individuals playing the game of life and business at a higher level. So then all of a sudden, those individuals are going to be a much better fit, a much better match to actually partner with you inside of your business. You understand what I'm saying? So go back to the drawing board inside of what you're doing right now and be honest. How many new people are checking out your stuff on a daily basis? How many real opportunities and conversations are you having in the DMs, but even better on the phone or Zoom where you get to know somebody, share with them what you do, how you can serve them, how you can help them and make them an offer into the front end part of the program or the back end part of the program, depending on where you're doing the call along that process. And then finally, what are you doing to follow up with people, to nurture them and work those leads long-term and give that time and that patience for them to turn into a uh, person who's ready to invest and work with you eventually, but you're able to leverage the follow-up one-to-many. And when we think about 
you know, social media and Insta stories and this kind of stuff that's more behind the scenes and you're doing it on a regular basis. That's really the most powerful way to do it is that you have some form of advertising that is running behind the scenes with your money, getting thousands of potential people to see you. A percentage of those people come to your account, check out your posts and see kind of what your story is and some of the stuff in your bio, you know, see your branding, like kind of check it out and be like, okay, this person looks legit. They look like somebody that I want to follow. And you earn that, that first impression is solid. So then they go, maybe they'll watch your stories, check out what you posted that day. Maybe a couple of your highlights, maybe read a couple captions on your, you know, above the fold post, which is usually your top six or top nine, uh, that show on Instagram, for example. And then after that first impression checks out and it matches whatever you were talking about in your ad, which was their first true impression of you that introduced them to you, then they follow you. Now, when you're posting regularly, daily on stories and your main feed, et cetera, that is a form of follow-up with the people who saw your ad, weren't ready to take action, but they saw enough value about who you are to at least follow your account. Now, whenever you follow a new account, they get prioritized in their newsfeed with the algorithm for a period of time. So then what happens is if I follow a new account, I'm going to see that person's content a lot for a while. But if I don't like it, if I don't comment, if I don't share that new person's stuff for a while, it starts to disappear from my newsfeed and the stuff that I do interact with will start to take the precedent will be like the main thing I see. Once again, the algorithm kind of corrects uh, my engagement level because it doesn't want me to see stuff that I don't care about. And so it shifts things back because the whole point of social media is to keep the users engaged and stay on their platform. So everything is designed for them to hook you in and make it really, really hard for you to get off your phone or get off the app. That's the whole point. So then you need to understand this. How can you post content after you're getting new eyeballs and new followers that makes them want to engage, share, like, comment, interact, DM you something? Because then it keeps your stuff in the newsfeed for them to have that nurturing sequence. And a lot of people, what they want to do is they want to see that you're the real deal. They want to see that you're consistent. They want to see that your story checks out. They want to see that you're not full of shit, right? And so therefore, your mindset needs to constantly be, how do I make a great first impression for the new people who are joining my page today while also keeping the consistency for everybody who's been here for a little while? And then as your team grows, part of what you're doing is you're actually inspiring your existing team with your content because they're following you also, but they're not necessarily a lead of someone who can purchase something new, but you're actually inspiring them to keep going, to grow their business, to make sales, which also benefits you. So you're actually playing two games once your business is established and you're getting some uh, traction and some sales, et cetera. So hopefully this is giving you a lot of clarity of, I see this so often and I wanted to address it that people are all gung-ho and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm killing it. I'm posting content every day. I'm doing live streams every day. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And it's like, who's watching? Who's listening? Who cares? Is anybody who even knows that you're doing all this hard work, putting all this time and energy towards what you're doing, is anybody even a potential 
qualified prospect who can buy from you. And if not, fix that, change that, make that your goal, make that your focus, make that your priority. Because without shifting that, nothing else that you're doing is going to work. Nothing else you're doing is going to matter. So that's the place to begin. And then once you start generating these new eyeballs and you start having real conversations and real opportunities to make a sale, then you're going to get your sales ratio, which goes, okay, for every 10 calls that I do, two, two people, three people, four people say yes. Great. Then you can look at your, your monthly income goal that you want to hit 20K, 30K, 50K, 100K a month, and just reverse engineer that and go, cool. In order for me to hit 10K per month, I need to have this many conversations per week on the phone or Zoom or whatever, which means I got to have this many leads, which means I got to generate this many followers, this many email subscribers on my list. And you just work your way back. And then whatever that first number is at the very top of the funnel, that's your daily goal, daily target. Every single 24 hours, you execute that, that goal. And until it's done, you don't stop working your business. You don't say yeah, you're done and you're going to go watch a show or watch sports or Netflix and go to bed because your job is not finished. I hope this was helpful. I hope you learned something new. I hope you're going to go back and not only look at this from your yourself, but you're going to share this episode with your team, with your new people, people who are just getting started, people who are posting constantly, but nobody's necessarily seeing it or watching it or cares. Increase the number of people that know you exist as a first step, because if you have a higher number of individuals top of funnel, as you work your way down the funnel towards the buyers at the very, very bottom, those numbers continue to get cut in half, right? And so if you are, if you're continuing to try to generate sales from the same people, the same followers, the same audience, the same, everything, same Facebook friends, same contacts in your cell phone same friends at work, whatever you want to look at it, basically the people that are in your life, in your network, across every channel, every way, right? How is that ever going to lead you to get massive success in sales? It's not. So make that shift. And then once you have this new problem where you're like, man, I got so many new followers, so many leads every single day. I got people filling out my email list. I got people hitting me up in the DMs. I'm doing this, I'm doing that but I'm not making sales. I'm not very good at like on the phone and I'm having all these conversations every single day, but nobody's buying. Fine. We will solve that problem next time, but don't get so concentrated on the parts of the business. That is like step two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, when you still haven't figured out the importance of step one, which is just simply having more people know who you are and paid ads top of funnel is definitely the the golden skill set to develop. But in the meantime, while you're learning that, maybe your ad spend isn't very high at the moment. It doesn't matter. Find another way. DM people, have conversations, reply to people's stories, reach out, follow people that are a good potential fit to work with you and get busy. Get busy. Don't have any fear around messaging someone or contacting someone or starting a conversation with someone because it's literally the skill between you and all your goals and dreams. It's the skill between you and your freedom. It's a skill between you traveling the world. It's a skill between you and becoming a millionaire or multimillionaire. And every single person that I know who's created massive success has no fear, no shame to 
say hi to a stranger, to open a conversation, to ask a couple of questions, to see if you can serve them or help them. They give zero shits. What they actually fear is going to sleep at night, knowing that they didn't actually do anything that matters to move their business forward and to grow their business. That's what they're truly afraid of. Not the rejection or opinion or whatever of other people if they're not interested in what you're talking about. Who gives a flying fuck if they're not interested in what you're talking about? The important thing is for you to know that that particular person is not interested in what you're talking about. Knowing it's a no is better than wondering, maybe it could have been a no, could have been a yes, right? That like, that wondering, oh man, maybe it would have worked out that maybe, what if, that energy, that frequency to me is the worst because then I, I get stuck all up in my head wondering, coulda, woulda, shoulda, all this kind of thing. I would rather have a very clear yes or a very clear no and move on with my life and not let it affect me. And I highly, highly recommend you do the same thing. So know your numbers, track everything, grow your top of funnel, have more conversations and follow up with all of your leads in a way that is not one-to-one, -one, but one-to-many, leveraging some software, some email autoresponders, some form of content on your social media, doing live streams, a podcast, whatever it might be. Those three things, know those numbers and focus on them exclusively with the limited amount of time that you have to work on your business and watch your business transform and watch everything change, watch everything grow. All right, share this episode with your team, share this episode with your friends. Let's continue to share this podcast with more and more people. I appreciate you guys for listening every single week, for sharing on the social media accounts at the Diamond Life Mentor and my personal account at Balaj DB Cardos. We love to see that. And also don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well at Balaj W. Cardos. And um, we'll see you again next week on the next episode. Appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful day. Take care. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at The Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, BalajWCardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.